All right, Thursday, February 27th, 2020. Dan Brosco and Dave Geller here at Lex Media for the second time this week, Dave. It's great to be back again. so soon. Well, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we came over, Dave. You were pretty hot in the car. I'm excited. I feel like we're going to get a lot out of you today. Well, I was driving, and you were the passenger this time. So yeah, it, which is also unusual. It was like a, speed, um, it was like a Statsky and Hutch speed stop when I picked you up. Door flew open. You jumped in. I did, well, you, yeah, you are going a little bit too fast through the Mudgeway driveway. So I uh, haven't been on the air in a couple of weeks, Dave. Had some vacation. It was great. You know, you had a nice little midwinter break. I did. Did a little skiing up north. Right. Great time. A little pow-pow. It's a good time. Um, I'm, I'm guessing you're not a fan of the recent uh, spring thaw. I have the, uh, I think you know, I have the reverse mm. seasonal affective disorder. I like the cold weather. I want, I want, I, I, this rain we had the past 24 hours, I wish it was snow. So I walked out of the house on Tuesday morning driving to early violin, and it just smelled like, like mud, you know, and the earth is sort of mudding and, and, and the smells of winter are escaping. And like, oh, my soon. God, we live in a swamp. And it was just like a rather an average Tuesday morning. That was not great, you know. But vacation was good. We had good birthdays, me and you. So happy birthday again. Right back I, at you. I wore my Bedford Farms birthday sweatshirt a few times. Thanks, Dave Venuti, again, um, since we had him on a couple weeks ago. I even, I even squeezed into my Bedford Farms onesie. It was awesome. I think Dave said he brought too small for you on purpose, yeah. uh, muscle man. And guns mm-hmm. out. Um, so a lot going on in the world. We'll, we'll touch on a very small percentage of it, including a fact I learned this week, Dave. You know what, you know what I learned this week? What did you learn it's this a week? vegetable-related fact. Julie, ready for this one? Vegetable-related fact? Later on, a vegetable Ready. man. All right. You, do you like broccoli? Yes. Do you like uh, cauliflower? Yes, I do. You like Brussels sprouts? Yes, I do. You will never find those growing in the wild. Why? They aren't, they aren't wild vegetables. They had to be you know, genetically bred over generations and millennia. Really? They were not fields of broccoli in Europe in the 8th century. They were not um, you know, rows of Brussels sprouts that you know, Christopher Columbus stumbled onto in the West Indies. So we had, thought, to, we had to make those. You know? I thought Julie Andrews was running through the fields of broccoli in The Sounds of Music. I don't even know. Yeah. What, 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 what fields was she running through? It wasn't poppies. So what, are they like, still healthy even though they're engineered? Well, they're, it isn't like GMO. They're just like farm bred you know, by farmers over millennia they yeah. weren't made i'm sure you can make a gmo brussels sprout i'm sure we're eating them already and don't know about it um but you know i'm not as we talked about brussels sprouts before in this podcast not the biggest fan but i know that both of you are indeed indeed um dave you learned anything this week i learned on the i learned what a double doodle was a double doodle God. and it, i'm afraid this is a dog could, could be the dog could be the dog of your future for you it, i think it's a, a golden doodle crossed with a labradoodle Quite the How did you learn this? From a patient in the office who, who that's what they have, a double doodle. And I did just, you see a picture? I did not see a picture, but it, but, it, but it reminds me of the, um, what you're talking about with the broccoli cauliflower, There's the, the, the blended, bro- oh, the blended, the, yeah, the yeah. famous broccoflower. Broccoflower is a green cauliflower. Broccolini is a hybrid between broccoli and Chinese broccoli. Broccoli rab. Is R-A-B-E rab? Yeah, broccoli is also rapini. The rabbinical broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Is a more distant cousin and comes from the turnip family. You like turnips, Dave? You a turnip fan? I actually enjoy turnip. I enjoy, enjoy, um, yeah, whole uh, whole turnip and mashed turnip. You like to peel the purple sort of waxy surface and put it on Thanksgiving? I just chomp right on it. It's all good. (laughs) Funny, we, we had a staff meeting this week and I asked everybody to comment on either a food that you used to hate but now eat yep. or food that you used to eat but now hate. And someone actually went on the used to like turnip and now I don't. And I've actually had the opposite with hmm. turnip. I like turnip now. So, Dave, what about you? What's a food that, that you used to like, Dave, and now you don't? I used to – I used to – Because I have one for you if you forget. There we go. That I used to eat? Yeah, yeah. I used to love yeah, yeah. the food that I used to know. Yeah, read yeah. a song. <laughs> it's a show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the girl that I used to know, yeah. Um, someone. Uh, I could say I used to put ketchup on everything when I was younger. Oh. Ketchup on everything, but oh. I don't do that. Then I got though I, I overdo things sometimes, um, and I stopped doing that. I also used to put um, chocolate sauce and everything for a while too. That's fine though. And I got a little sick sick of that. It's like Nutella or like um, chocolate syrup. Uh, chocolate syrup on Oof. everything on chocolate syrup cookies on brownies on a spoon. You don't need I that. Got a man. Sick of that. It was like uh, so. We, what were you going to say about me? Oh, you told me recently that you've that you've that you've reached. 
Oh my! Post Impossible Burger. I have right? just thinking of that gives me a headache. Now. Okay, I'm, I'm going. So, I'm going back to real meat. So Dave, who once ate seven hot dogs and hamburgers at one family barbecue in the '80s, with buns. Dave, who uh, used to have six Impossible Burgers in one sitting with the onion <laughs> soup mix thrown into the meat, yeah. is now saying maybe not. Well, I have to go to. I, I, I'm due for. I'm overdue for a physical exam, well, so I want to make sure when I walk in there, my blood pressure is not, not sky 190 high. over 90. And they come. Julie, food that you used to hate but now eat, or food that you used to eat but now hate? I can't think of anything on the Get fly. out of here. You have any suggestions? Well, I used to hate bananas and ate no. them. I used to hate avocados. Just started. Are we, are we, are we? I would say vegetables in general. I used. The story is, when I was little, my yeah. mother would not let me leave the table until I finished my vegetables. That's fair. So I'd be there That's like fair. an hour after everybody else. Now I love vegetables. Yeah, we're, we're pro vegetable in my house. When did you not eat a banana when you were two? I didn't like bananas when I was growing up. I never had them. Never, never what, looked gross, what, smelled what, gross, felt gross. Texture made me, you know, upset. But now I'm, I'm house <laughs> bananas. Because I we have this conversation in my house off and on. If you were on an island, you could have one food that you would have to eat every day for say a year. Yeah. What food would that be? Like the only thing the only that will thing sustain you. Can you? Eat. It's yeah, got to be like nutrient dense. Right. You know what, what I mean? Do you want to think nutrient dense or something that you'd enjoy? Oh, for, how about mangoes? So that's a great idea. Thank you. I would say, <laughs> uh, and my answer is always bananas. Got mangoes on the on the island. I would have a banana. Mangoes are legit. Mangoes are legit. I'm a very pro mango fan. Um, last trivia question, uh, Julie, Dave. What was the first one? I don't know. Something. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe it's about broccoli. Uh, broccoli is the 11th most consumed fresh vegetable in the United States. Per capita, how many pounds per person of broccoli do we eat each year? In, in this room? Uh, average American. <laughs> and we Julie, are. We are. I think Julie's a lot now because of, her, cause of her, right? her overbearing mother. Um, okay, exactly. <laughs> how many pounds? Per person a year? Yep. Per person, broccoli. Broccoli pounds I'm, per person I'm, per I'm year. I'm going to say 50. 50, pa- 50 pounds of broccoli a year. <laughs> Woo! I'm going to say 10. Okay, 6.6 is the I'll answer. <laughs> so that's, why, that's why my skin is green. If this was the price is right, you would both be wrong. All right. Um, other things, so things that we haven't learned, things I did since our last podcast, Dave. Uh, I think I told you. Um, went to Brandeis, not as an undergraduate, Dave, but as a prospective parent of a no soon-to-be college way. senior. Awesome. So very surreal. Aww. Went there on a, a wintry February morning, a room full of 100 people, and I was just didn't really want to be in that room. And I was like looking out the window, looking at these kids walk by, as I used to do, and like my Adidas sandals with the bumps in the bottom and the pajama pants walking up the hill to class because I was that cool. Uh-huh. And looking in, saying, "Who are those old folks here for admissions?" I am now the old guy on the admissions tour. So good to be back at the Dice Dave. Some of it's exactly the same. Some of it's different. There's a Dunkin' Donuts. In used Dan, there's a Starbucks in the library. Some of the statues wow. are still there and, um, you know, cool. And I think actually it was a good visit for, for our son. And I could see him going there if he felt like applying and um, and taking that route. But uh, good to be back at the Dice Dave. So I had a nice visit. What was his vibe? Did he enjoy it? I think he didn't want to look like he was enjoying it mm-hmm. when he was there, but he reflected on the visit positively afterwards. Uh, he also went to Tufts last week and did not like that. Mm-hmm. And as Brandeis alums, Dave, me, you, and my wife, we kind of liked the fact that he was pro-Brandeis. And Were you guys walking around yeah. saying, remember when this, this happened over here? Yeah, I didn't want to do that because that's like a really old guy move. Um, hey, hey, when I was a freshman, that's where I played basketball. Right. My wife was more excited to point out some landmarks where like she and I would you know, walk around and you know, that's where this happened. And um, you know, I didn't want... Like, where, been, what, we, where what happened? Well, we had the... the Instant I referred to where the guy jumped off the the north ledge and broke his ankle oh, that's a good few one. weeks ago, and um, you know other things on the campus. It's a very small campus, Dave. So we, we walk through it, and um, and then I texted Dave Geller a picture actually of the Brandeis paper because the associate editor is Jen Geller, but not that's not my wife, not Mrs. Doctor, the other the other Jen Geller, not Mrs. Doctor uh, David Geller. So Brandeis was nice. That was that was good for me. Um, Seltzer doing great, Dave. I'm sure you saw last night they won again in Utah. Jason Tatum's coming out party continues. They are 41 and 17. They won like 11 of the, of the last 12. They're doing something. great. I would say they're probably better than the Raptors. They're probably not as good as the Bucks, who could actually meet or match the Bulls and Warriors' all-time win record at this a rate. Big game but this weekend, the Rockets. They got a big game coming up, but uh, certainly fun to watch. And um, you know, we'll see how that holds up over time. Uh, I know, Dave, the Celtics and you go way, way back, uh, and you and me too, and you and me both way back. That time I dunked on uh, Minute Bull. Yeah, uh, that. yeah. Well, I remember the Minute Bull from a few weeks. And then Julie, the Sixers, not doing too well. Sorry to hear. Sorry, oh, to, sorry to let you know. Sorry. Things are not. Although Embiid scored like fifty points the other day because Ben Simmons wasn't playing. So whatever. Um, Julie, do you have AirPods? 
I do not. Oh, do you you see them around though, right? Have you yes. seen like the? I'm not going to compare AirPods to the coronavirus. It's not that funny, but like everyone has AirPods now, and, and like a year ago, a few people didn't. So what, Jewel? What, what's your take on like? everyone's plugged into their iPods and podcasts and music or pretending that they are all the time in Whole Foods and the library in the world. Does that bother you? Are you okay with that? It doesn't bother me, but I think people should unplug and like go out and listen to nature. That's what they should be listening to, the real thing. Boom. Dave? When we were driving over here, you had your, your buds in. And you know, <laughs> no, I did not. I was talking <laughs> no, and you were ignoring not. me, texting. So I, I, think, I think it's... Um, I think we should have them out of our ears unless we're really doing something. It's a, it's a, so you find it alienating when you walk around Whole Foods and people are not ear-free. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually not walking around Whole Foods a oh, lot myself. It's when people are, are that way and they're driving. I've well, yeah, it's definitely not okay, but people do it. You're not supposed to have anything in your ear except for one bud or pod for that, for that, for that matter. Two um, hands on the wheel. Two, never for me. Um, you know, interestingly, so this morning it was raining as we right. were probably all aware. And uh, usually I go for a run and I'm, I got the, the, the phone on and I'm listening to a podcast or music. But I don't have my phone when it's raining because, I mean, obviously it's going to get ruined in the rain. So I went for a run and it was just me in nature. Nice. I was much more grounded, like surprise, right. surprise, you know, because yeah. uh, I, I appreciated the quieter run this morning. Yes. I'm sure that tomorrow, your- though, I'll be like, hey, let's listen to something else in the way and, and perhaps better myself frozen for a second. Probably not the Frozen 2 soundtrack on the run, but you hear your own know. breath and footsteps. Well, I heard a lot of rain and the soft padding on my uh, fallen pine. What are you running in right now for your sh- for your footwear? Are you running in your toe shoes still? Or? Uh, not, oh, in the win- not, not in the winter. I still have those. That's really a summer only thing now. So, I mean, it, it, that's a great next pod conversation about the five fingers running, which I definitely have done since 2010 and feel good about. Uh, but the winter I'm running in, just shoes. I used to be like wicked particular, both for running shoes. Like, what would I get? Because I would get like Achilles tendonitis and plantar fasciitis a lot. It's a lot of that has gone away since I started using five fingers and minimal shoes. So now it's good New Balance and grab a pair of things I like and see what happens. But very blessed to be injury free generally. Um, but AirPods, I, I'm kind of pro AirPod. Um, I remember when I before I got them, like, who? What's the problem with wires? And then once you have them, like, oh, it's kind of cool. To not have the wires. Yeah, but can you run with the pods? Then they fly I don't. Out of your head? No, I don't yeah. do that. No, the, I don't. the wires the drive problems. me insane. Well, My get, own wires yeah. are always tangled. Right. So going to the gym, like spending two minutes unwinding your wire versus like, oh, boom, boom. But no, another thing that needs to be charged, which is annoying, and um, right, and the wires know. break. Yeah, and you know these things don't last forever. So is it worth it to spend two hundred bucks on AirPods if you need to spend that two hundred bucks every two years? Well, you're already spending a thousand dollars on a phone every two years. Like these are serious first world problems. I think we should bring back the boomboxes. Just walk around on our shoulders. There you go. There you go. There. So true story. So I was at a basketball game at Davis School travel game, and uh, one of my guy friends busts out a boombox yeah. and puts like on mid court, pointing out, playing pregame music for like. Uh, a girls travel team like that's like very 90s and i appreciated that move did he have like like 10 d batteries or i don't know what was happening i mean it's actually speaking of brandeis that's we did brandeis before intramural games like bring the stereo blast the music thinking we were really awesome hey late 90s i am basketball indoors blah 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 so that's cool um what are you watching right now dave what are you watching I am watching two things. Number I just one. I just started uh, Narcos Mexico, um, the second I think the second season. That's got my attention. And I'm is that ha- fiction or is that based on or is that like it's all based on it's all based on some fact. It's you know Pablo Escobar and sure. stuff like that. It's which is sad and scary, but interesting. Yep. And I am like third of the way through the Aaron Hernandez movie, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, whatever you want to call it, the Netflix, Netflix mini document. Yeah. Julie, what are you watching? I just finished Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Loved it. Oh, that came up on a a podcast I was listening to, actually. Um, It's wonderful. I love it. It's Netflix, too, though, right? Yes. So I was listening to the podcast about, um, it's called The Rewatchables, about movies that you watch again and comment on. And one of them was about Skyfall, which we talked about before. Mm -hmm. And the woman from Peaky Blinders is in a scene in Skyfall, and they referenced it. And the first time I heard that podcast, I'm like, what is that show? But then you told me that. I'm like, oh, I know what that is now. It's the best. So um, 
So you finished it. How many seasons? I, you finished the whole thing, like I all finished, the seasons? I finished all that is available. How much is, is available? Five seasons. Five seasons. And the sixth season will now keep us up to date with what's going on in the, you know, when the UK releases it. That'll Boom. be this summer. Boom. Is it like an eight episodes per season thing or like a 20? Six. Six. It's not bad. And like an hour each? Yes. Love it. All right. Um, started watching The Expanse season four a little bit, but having a hard time getting momentum because we're all real busy. And then... Oh, I Curb your enthusiasm. Curb your enthusiasm. Oof. Boom, boom, boom. Always, always a winner. Um, attempting to watch Hunters, which is a new Amazon Prime thing about Nazi hunters. The reviews are really bad, actually. I've watched one and a half, and we'll see if I stick with it. It's really hard for me to watch Nazi stuff and Holocaust stuff in general, and this has well, a lot of, of that in there. Why are you watching that? Well, it's about, like, then, you know, hunting Nazis down, mm -hmm. which I'm pro, you know, yeah, <laughs> getting the bad guys. Speaking of which, did you see Jojo Rabbit? I still have not seen Jojo it's Rabbit, excellent. but not not we a few people it. have seen it and told me that it's great. Yeah. No, it's love like it's like I'm watching Inglorious Bastards, right? You know, right. Which actually now I feel like I should see. You've not seen that? I haven't seen yeah. it. I feel like I, it's a, it's Tarantino, right? Yeah. I hear that. Basically, the reviews say that that's good and Hunters is bad. Hmm. So I feel like you're backwards. Uh, well, um, as usual, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, the the last thing I want to talk about as far as what's happening now, Liverpool. Just the the update since Monday, Dave. They won again. Uh, they're down 2-1 in the second Unstoppable. half. They scored 2 in the second half. They are now... Here's just a couple of things that we should talk about. They're 26-1-0. Uh, 11 games from a perfect season. The only other team in the Premier League that has gone through this season undefeated was Arsenal in 03-04, who are 26-12-0, 12 draws. Liverpool already has 26 wins. So in my mind, they're already going to be better. Um, hopefully they won't lose. Um, if, they w if they get 12 points from 11 games, they'll wrap up the league. And then the last... Two more challenges. They play Chelsea once, and they play at the Etihad Man City on April 5th. I think you missed doing the, uh, sports, the sports, sports on no. on public access TV. Uh, no, this we'll requires less. This requires less writing than uh, that. And there's know? no and there's no green screen, which is sad. It's, well, people don't need to see me. So go Liverpool, amazing. Except, and, uh, except, as I except like, for me. Except for you and I Julie. Need, a, need like a screen between us. And I did buy myself a Liverpool jersey for my birthday, which arrived last Friday, and I have been wearing. So, of course, they then lost their next Champions League game. So maybe I was bad luck. Um, before we get to what do we know, uh, Julie, there's a new, there's a new uh, calculation that Dave and I have confirmed is 100% accurate. You want to know what it's about? Yes, of course. So we never ask anybody how old they are, particularly a woman, no, right? Jesus. So, But, you know, we're, we're, there's a new But way you're an exception. No, no. We're going to do this differently, right? Okay. It's not, your act it's not the actual age. Okay. We're just, like just going to do Real age. Julie, how old are you? True age. No, 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 no. Well, <laughs> we have to ask you no. sort of. All right. No, no, so, I'm not. Are you crazy? All right, you all right. Think we're, I'm gonna we're, give out my age We're, we're going to model for you how this works. All right. There's four. There's four. There's five numbers involved in the calculation. All right. And here they are in, in order. Number one is how old are you? Okay. Uh, number two. Question number two. How old do you look? Self evaluation. Okay. Uh, question number three. How old do you act? Oh, Self evaluation. Uh, question number four. How old do you feel? Take those four numbers, average those four numbers, and then you multiply one point by 1.04 if you have one kid, 1.08 oh if you have two God. kids, 1.12, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because having kids makes you feel older, I think, or impacts your stress and your aging. So I'm going to go first with this, Dave, all right? Is all that right. okay? And then you'll go second, or do you want to go first? No, you go first. All right, so how old am I'm, I'm I? Someone's going to steal your answers. I'm just going to watch. All right, you can watch. And then you can, all right, you can be the judge, right? So I, I am 42, all right? Let's do that. So, okay. And then uh, I look, okay, I feel like I look like 36. I just do. Sorry. My hair is gray. Okay. That's, that's the giveaway. But in general, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm probably younger. Uh, how old do I act? Definitely like 17. <laughs> All right. Like, I know. <laughs> it could be different. And then how do I feel? I feel older. I feel like 45. All right. Really? Yeah. So I'm going to divide those numbers by four. Okay. That's, that gives you exactly 35, interestingly. Hmm. And I have five kids. So that's times one point two. You should. I think the the the, the increment should be one point oh four, and you should go up higher because oh, so kid, it's more. Each no, each yeah, each kid. It's like when having one kid is one kid, but having two kids is like having ten. You know? Oh, well, you know, I played with that. Like, is it? Do you get like a higher number for yeah. less, or the more you yeah. have, the easier they are, which is also true. True. So uh, stick, if, stick with the calculation. If you run with that, I get, it gets to actually exactly forty two. Oh my! Which God. I did not plan. 
I did not plan and cool. pre-calculate. Now, if I said, listen, I actually act like I'm 25 instead, okay, it would skew up. Those numbers work out for me. All right, that's a perfect algorithm for my age. So, Dave, your turn. You had practice. I did not practice this. You had practice acting 18. I, yeah, I have a lot of practice acting like an a immature child. Uh, Dave, how old are you? 52. All right, how old do you think you look? Mm. You can be honest or optimistic. It's up to you. I'm not here to it wasn't judge. For the, it wasn't for the gray be- beard. Gray beard. Uh, you pirate. Beard. You pirate gray beard. Uh, <laughs> terrible starum. Um, well, I th- you look younger than 50. Oh, Julie's going to weigh in now. Dang. All right, here we go. Give me a number. You can, you can, be, you can participate yeah, with Dave. All right, that's fine. 42. 42? I'll take it. How old do I look? It. All right, let's go. <laughs> you look like a little baby, Dave. All right, uh, how old do you act, Dave? Um, That's a tough question. Depends on where I am in we'll my day. We'll do it today. To two, Dri- at two, at one thirty-three. Driving today. over at 13. <laughs> yeah, driving over today. You're not acting oh like you're a I responsible have my driver. License today. Um, oh, boy. I'll say, how do, I, how do I act? How do you act? I think I've changed a lot. Um, you have or you haven't? No, nah, I mean, I, I, I think I still have my, my youthfulness about me. Agreed. My little um, gesture attitude sometimes. <laughs> I, I'll say 20... Jester just, or gesture? No, no, not... not like making gestures or a court gesture? <laughs> gesture, court gesture. That was your accent. I'm the, what, fun, the gesture I'm, or the gesture? I'm just fun to have around. Um, so what's the number? 25. 25, all right. And then how old do you feel? Um, 35. 35, all right. Oh, I just didn't... Oh, I added wrong. Sorry, calculator. This is exciting live podcast. I know it's calculator like, typing. You can you can almost hear the numbers being touched. It's on, a silent on screen. Phone. All right, Dave. So that oh, that oh. that divides by four, and you're up to thirty eight point five, and you have three children, right? Yes. One point one two. Survey says you're forty three point one two. Wow. So we are almost the same age. Let's go skip around and the room. I feel like we have real affinity for that. So That's great. Uh, if you want to, if if you're tired of saying how old I am, well, actually, according to the What Do We Know podcast algorithm, yes. I'm actually 43.1, or I'm actually 42, like I said I was. So feel free to play around that, listeners. And I'm aging in reverse. And I called it like the age algorithm, which I guess is true. I tried to say, oh, it's the age coefficient. It's not a coefficient. There's only one coefficient involved because there's an average and then a coefficient. So I'll work on the math. The Brosgal. No, nope, no. Nope, the Brosgal. Nope, the nope. My last name is not going to enter the equation. Ha ha ha. You can't say. You can't make those rules. Well, plus, bro- my name is not Brosgal, so that's fine. <laughs> Bel Air. <laughs> you still can't say my no, name it right. Is. No, it is Brosgal. <laughs> well, according to Dave, it's B R O Z. And that's actually an S, but that's fine. I'm not here to judge how you pronounce things, except I'm judging. It's a rogue apostrophe it's, S. That is. Let me tell you something. Yes, sir. I spotted a few rogue apostrophes in a situation this week that was really inappropriate. And I was like, you know what? No thanks. Did it involve anybody in this room? It did not. Thank you. <laughs> not this time. Um, all right. What do we know, Dave? So a couple of things. Got one for you and you got one for me. Um, so other than vaccinations, Dave, and we've, you've spoken eloquently about you know your role as a physician and, and how you want to support parents and their choices, okay. right? Um, what are parents' medical misconceptions that you frequently have to correct? What do they come in saying to you when you're trying to be like, don't worry about that. It's not a big deal. And they're trying to tell you actually it is. And you're like, actually it isn't. You know? hmm. um, again, respecting all parents' concerns and understanding that it's a, it's a new process for, you know, it's a, it's a learning curve. And, um, you know, doing this for a living, it's uh, not always easy. I would say one misconception we uh, – one thing we talk about a lot is um, – is, is uh, fevers like uh <laughs> if parents should or should not be concerned about when the child has a has a high temperature and you know, so should they or shouldn't they it all depends it really depends on the height of the fever the age of the child there's algorithms often for young kids in terms of how old they are say under like you know two months of age if they have a certain height of a fever or um you know or how they look really is the big deal so uh, i get a lot of calls from parents that say my child is i just thought i was like 104 and they're concerned if they need to do anything urgently, come to the office, go to the emergency room. Um, what should they do? And my big first question is, how do they look? Because they look okay. They're breathing okay. They're drinking okay. They're acting okay. Um, they don't have any weird rashes. That's helpful. But if they don't look good, um, you know, I always say, see if you get the fever down. If the fever comes down, they look good, then that's helpful. So it really depends on how they look and the height of, in connection with the height of the fever. Also depends on how, how they take the temperature. Yeah. Ear thermometer, Axillary temperature. Rectal What's that temperature. word? Axillary. Axillary. Underarm. Is that the infrared? What's the best Underarm. What's the infrared one called? 
uh, infrared. No, the <laughs> temporal, that you swipe temporal the, uh, thermometer, which they use a lot now. Um, we have one uh, in our building, so we use that. And they're using it a lot now with the coronavirus, like kind of sc- screening people as they come off the plane. It's weird. So that, yeah, that reads the, really that reads the, uh, the temperature on the forehead. Um, yeah, we have a lot of data on uh, temperatures in, in kids rectally um, and orally and axillary. We don't have a ton of data on air thermometers and sure. temporal ones. But, you know, if someone calls me and says, yeah, my child's 107, 111, um, that's a little concerning. Have you ever, you, you have never seen a 111 fever, have you? I actually had. What's the highest one you've actually observed or measured in the office? 106.5. That's wicked high. I mean, you're like, get that kid an IV, or like, he looks fine, you know, let's Exactly. Sometimes sometimes it could. I think that one was pretty, looked pretty sick, but again, so we just saying that in that child, we actually got the temperature down. You know, they looked okay. We had time and we got it down. They looked good. That wouldn't worry me as much. But sometimes you put a ear thermometer in a kid's ear and all you're reading is a big ball of wax or all you're reading is a wicked red. Yes, you know, bulging eardrum, sure. so that elevates it. One of my, I remember there was a young, uh, a young patient that came in. There would be, it was one month old, and in, in, in to the office because the baby had a fever of one hundred and four. Yeah. Um, and that, and then one month old, that's concerning. So the baby looked great to me in the office. So don't I, they have to go if they're under a certain age? And exactly, under two months of age, yeah. if they're one hundred point four or higher rectally, even they look great. We have yeah. to um, on repeated temperature measurements we have, to, we have to evaluate them but this child looked great to me so i took the temperature in the office rectally and the temperature was like 99.6 rectally which is a normal rectal temp and yep. i did it a couple of times and i the kid looked great no signs of anything so i asked the parents you know how you know, did you take the temp but we, we took it rectally i said and what did you use oh we used the air thermometer oh well and i said go. okay that's the wrong tool that's yeah. why that's why we, wow. we're 100 and, so it all depends on it depends on how the child looks um you know but someone calls me you know the child looks in, in the age you know, but if someone calls me in the middle of the night and the child's you know 105, 106, it, it, there's no no one's going to fault you for going to the emergency room. But it's always good to call and talk talk it through. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just what, so this is a question about your accessibility. So if someone's like, I don't know if my child looks weird. Yeah. Will you be like, hey, like FaceTime me so I can see them, or like that's a, the level of it's care a, that you're not going to give someone a who's great an average patient. Question. You know? I that know. Is a good question. Well, thanks, Julian. Dave. It's a slippery slope. Um, for two reasons. The main reason is in this day of HIPAA, which is you know confidentiality with patients, I have to be careful about how I interact with patients um, by email, yep. by text, by phone. Yep. Um, I definitely, um, the lines get blurred for me in a positive way when I'm trying to give good care to people. Yep. And I often now, if some, so if any, anybody can send me anything information wise, I have to be careful how I send it out. Yep. So I definitely, if I'm talking to a parent on the phone and I often will call parents on my cell phone yep. and I have not really started blocking my cell phone. I've been doing this for a long time. Yep. They have the number that I'm calling them from. Um, and if they don't, if I need to, I'll, I'll give it to them. If they need to reach me, I will say, if they're concerned about a rash, I will now often say in, in the evening after hours, send me a pic. Yep. Send me a picture yep. and I'll tell you what you need to do. Sure. Because I'll take the hit for that. They can send anything to me mm-hmm. and then I'll call them back usually. That way it's, it is compliant. Yep. Um, but I would hate to miss a rash that was concerning because everybody, we're, we're taught what rashes are worrisome. What's and a worrisome rash? Sorry. Worris- <laughs> no, it's a great, no, it's a, a worrisome rash is a rash that's, I mean, that is more purplish dots or spots or large blotches. What is that um, indicator of? And, and if you also, if you are push on this rash, it doesn't blanch, we say. So if yep. you, so it doesn't, yep. the, the skin doesn't go white. So that could be a sign of a significantly bad infection, yep. like uh, bacterial infection, like something we call sepsis, mm-hmm. which is when bacteria is coursing oh, yeah. through your blood. Yep. And, it, and it could be a sign of a really bad illness, such as uh, a bacterial infection that's gone awry, even like a meningitis. I assume and those are fairly rare, though. So if you get 100 rashes, like two are serious, you know? Yeah, most ra- most times it's a viral rash, which sure. looks a certain way, or it's, a, it's an antibiotic rash, um, or it's a contact rash. Um, there's other rashes that can affect your clotting system, um, which which is concerning. So, and I've had, I've actually, I can tell you, I actually had a, 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 a actual patient who the parents sent me a picture of the rash, and that picture probably was extremely helpful in preventing a much further worse outcome. For, um, so, I I'm a big believer in um, pictures, and I think telemedicine is go- is gonna is gonna evolve more. Um, one of the things holding it back is, um, probably, you know, reimbursement, but, um, that's a different conversation. But I, I, I think that the, there's a huge value in sending a picture by, e- by email yep. or by phone. Wow. So, uh, uh, so one more question about fevers. Yeah. So in the news last week, uh, as we spoke about the average temperature of people has gone down 
does that change fever guidelines if the average human temperature is 97 point something that now a degree lower is concerning or it won't change anything as opposed yeah there hasn't been any the algorithms the, yeah i read that there hasn't been any statement to adjust things for that um i think it's really important information to have because is that, i'm sorry is that like is that a fact now or that's just reported and it's being studied or, that, or is that was that the result of it's, it's right of a big of a, case study of, of a study and epidemiology yeah, and all exactly that, yeah. but <clears throat> but we haven't made any changes in our in our algorithms, you know, um, but it's interesting because because you, you know my temperature may be ninety eight point six normally, yours may be ninety seven point six. So so ninety eight point six could be a fever for you. Sounds where, like a radio station. Sounds like this room's getting kind of warm. Yeah, I'm getting kind of so, hot right now. So it's, it's still it's so yeah, it hasn't changed anything yet. But I think it's it, it could change things again. You know that that that's a, that could be a game changer a little bit. And again, how we measure temperatures you know, by what methods is you know it's going to affect things as well. Good stuff, Doctor Geller. So, Good stuff uh, right there. So yeah, so on the health of, of, of kids, you know, with fever, there's been a, we, we talked about this a little bit before, but this where overall health of um, student aged, uh, you know, uh, school aged kids right now. Yeah. There's a lot of talk now about um, sleep, sleep and and school starts oh, and yeah. moving those around a little bit. Any information on that? Yeah, well, around? great question, Dave. So our first podcast we talked about uh, school start times, and in this in these communities around us, there's a lot of talk about you know. Start time, smooth the start times because um, it will have a positive impact on on younger kids and older kids. And my wife's hometown in in Rhode Island, it, it is the number one ranked district in the state of Rhode Island, uh, Barrington. Was that before or after she left? It was hmm. probably it's been that way for a while. It's a pretty pretty good town. Uh, they very famously, um, if you follow the news, Rhode Island moved their start times and they flip flopped. Uh, younger kids went to school earlier, um, before eight, and high school and middle school started later. And they sent around a survey in the fall to the high school kids and to the middle school kids and to the older elementary um, kids. And somewhat surprisingly, no one's really happy with it. Hmm. And I, let me just read for you a couple of things about why um, people aren't happy about it. So of the high school kids they interviewed, and you can, you can assume like if they're going to school even at like 8.45 uh, and they used to be going to school at 7.27, they're, they're probably sleeping maybe an extra hour. Okay, so 60% of the high school students said they're more stressed this year than last year, uh, and 29% say there was no impact. So for 90% of the kids at the high school, there was no positive impact on their stress by the ability to start time. Half of the middle school students said they are more stressed. 40% say their stress levels are the same. So 80% of the middle schoolers are saying no impact or it's, or it's worse. Uh, the overwhelming majority of the elementary school students said they were sleeping less. And only a third of the older students said they were sleeping any more than they were before. Now, we can wonder, why is that? Why is it if school starts later, are you sleeping less? Well, why do you think the answer is, Dave? Can you speculate? Because you're staying up later. You're, well, because if you're starting high school at 9, it's ending at 3.30, not 2. Your after-school activities start later. You get home later. So instead of eating dinner at 6 and starting homework at 7, you're getting home at 7.30, eating dinner at 8. Homework takes a long time. So you're staying up later, even though school is starting later. That's what they have found. Hmm. So uh, unpopular, uh, and we're talking about a 52-page report, which highlights all the findings about student alertness, about higher rates of absenteeism and lateness for elementary school students, higher numbers of kids being dismissed early from high school and middle school. So for everyone that thinks that school start time changing flip-flops is a quick fix, the answer I would suggest to you is not a quick fix. Now, we, me and you, Dave, talked about, well, can't you just push everybody later if you're trying to, you know, solve this problem? What about the transportation costs? I mean, um, it's just a word of caution to everyone that thinks that start time is the be-all and end-all of stress and anxiety and fatigue. There are ancillary issues at play here that nobody thought would happen, uh, and they're happening. And again, in a, in a high-achieving district in Rhode Island, which is not the same as Bedford-Lexington, right? It's different communities, but the findings here, I think, should give everyone pause yeah, definitely. before Bedford, we rush to change Lexington things around. are not high-achieving communities. Yeah, we're pretty high-achieving up here. But you know, Rhode Island is not Massachusetts, right? Our schools, I'm sorry, are better Number one ranked state in the nation for public education. Uh, the Barrington is an exceptionally high achieving district, and they thought this would be helpful. Um, and it cost a lot of money to make the switch too for the bus routes and, and more mm. for transportation. And um, now we're saying, oh well, maybe uh, maybe not. The other thing which was interesting is that the high school students are saying our teachers are less accessible to give us after school help mm. because they have to go home at three thirty. 
it's not like it's two o'clock and they can stay until three and they go pick up their kids hmm. after school. So there's all these things which you wouldn't think about which are happening. So um, this is me not making a recommendation to anybody about what we should do. It's just saying, you know, there's a lot of stuff here that we should be considering if and when we discuss uh, start times for, for towns around here. So Interesting. just food for thought, Julie. Food for not thought, an Dave. easy fix. And I'm sleeping a lot less. So <laughs> I appreciate the fact we, that we Well, you're doing a lot of work right now in, in Bedford School System. Oh, right? yeah. Well, we're doing uh, you know, the, 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 the crux of the, we're the, the, the real crucible of um, interviewing our superintendent candidates. So we're screening uh, some number of, of in the teens candidates this week. And then we'll give a recommendation of some number of finalists, um, three, four, perhaps five to the school committee at the end of next week. And then we will pick that up and interview those folks in depth. So uh, fascinating. It's a lot of work. I am not home at all, um, which makes nobody happy. Um, but really important work. I'm happy to be doing it. So stay tuned for updates. By the time we podcast in two weeks, um, those names will be out there. And I'm happy to to name them here. And when you're going through those excited. resumes yeah. and looking at them, do you say, this could be me? Dan Broskel? Yeah. Absolutely not. No, uh, absolutely not. Someday. That That is not what Someday. I do. It is not what I do. Uh, it's an incredible work that takes a lot of time to get ready for and prepare oneself for and skills that I have not demonstrated. So uh, that is not what I'm out for. I think who, who the candidates that we see in front of us are super impressive, very well credentialed, very highly recommended. Uh, we're very lucky. Uh, and according to the folks that ran the search for us, there's 45 open superintendencies in hmm. the state that forgot the most number of applications. Two, two questions. What yeah. make what what three qualities make a good superintendent? Oh, that's a really good hard, question. That's a really really hard question to answer. It depends on the district, right? The U.S. Bedford. So Bedford, I think what we need is someone who. Uh, here, here's what I think: qualities, without being too specific about searches and candidates. Um, somebody's a really great listener uh, and very good at relationships. Um, someone that really cares about students. Uh, in a really meaningful way and not just about student achievement but student wellness um, relationships with kids um, willing to go out to the schools and open doors and greet kids and be on the front lines of relationship building because it's a really small district and mm. you can do that and also unique to Bedford it isn't a town where there's a lot of infrastructure around the superintendent so a lot of towns like Lexington has a superintendent and then assistant superintendent for finance and for curriculum and instruction and for this and for this and for this Bedford is really a one-person show um, you know, with an assistant superintendent, which highlights some of the work around around testing and faculty development and, and professional development and a business director. So the superintendent for Bedford has to be someone that can come in and wear a lot of hats. And in a town with no mayor, like the voice of the town and the voice of the values of the town are frequently expressed by the superintendent when things happen. I, so, vote, I vote for Mike Rosenberg for mayor. Right. So Mike was a wonderful select board member for a generation, is, is retiring, uh, actually in two weeks um, from a long career of service for Bedford. I think absolutely, yes, he embodies the values of the town um, that, that we want for our kids. Um, but, you know, we're looking for someone that can come in and, and understand all of that, understand why Bedford is not just Bedford, but Bedford and Boston and Hanscom. Mm. And there's significant populations yep. from all three of those towns. Bedford unique because it belongs to three different special education collaboratives, which nobody else does. Mm. Um, and still a really, really small town um, without neighborhood schools where everyone knows each other and with a great culture of, uh, of support and care for the schools. I mean, from the, from the town manager's office to the finance committee to the townspeople. So I think it's a great place to work and live. Um, we have great candidates, uh, we look forward to choosing the best one. Awesome. How does that sound? Sounds great. I like that. Why are there 45 open superintendent slots? It's average an average number. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, there's 300 and some towns, and there's a bunch of turnover? What's the turnover rate for that? Like, I, how long I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't All know right. a good answer. I mean, people do jump around a little bit. You yeah. know, We also want some that's in it for the long term. We've yeah. had three superintendents in 40 years, which is really, really rare. Mm. And stable leadership is a hallmark of the town. And uh, we want someone that doesn't want to like take this and then hop over to Brookline yep. to make 1.5 times as much money in five years. So well, that's also Barrington, Rhode really, Island. Cause well, it's a great town to work, right? Um, mm -hmm. But you know, the, anyway, um, all right. we're really excited. I'm really excited. Well, thanks for doing all that work for us. Well, you know what? It's good work. And I think, you know, if I don't, you know, I, I, I trust myself to do that work. You know, I really want to be involved with it. I don't always ask on to committees. Mm -hmm. and I really wanted to mm -hmm. be involved in this one. So it's holy work. Kind of put my, it's not really holy, but it's super important to the town and, and, uh, and our kids. And that's important it's to extremely me. Important. Um, what's also important to me is, is being in shape and fitness, Dave. So how are you doing with the fitness stuff going with this? week you know fitness stuff is going great dan brosgall so what's what's the park moment of fitness par excellence um outdoor activity skiing um a little gym and a little running how do you prepare your body for skiing 
I, <laughs> I don't. I just go out there <laughs> and I just I just make sure my boots are warm enough to cram my foot into them. See, it's not bigger than pepper. I just go, just go, and you feel the next day. Um, it amazed me how tight I feel when I first start skiing, how loose I feel afterward. It's, like, it's interesting. It's like a great. So some of my best runs have been or after, after I skied. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Julie, so. fitness for you. What's your fitness highlight? Yes, uh, weightlifting and jogging. Jogging. What's we jogging? What you were running? Let's say jogging. Jogging well, sells yourself short, you know. I'm being humble. Were you not walking? No, I. Then you were running. running. Then you were running. Good. There you go. I was running. briskly walking. You're running inside or outside? Stop jogging. Outside. Where? Um, in downtown Lowell, I ran two miles on the river walk. Beautiful. That's neat. Beautiful. It was a nice. It was a nice week to be running outside. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of warm. Yeah. And your exercise moment of the week? Uh, nothing exciting. Uh, I tried to work out yesterday. I was so tired. I actually cut it mm. short. I'm like, you know, at 25 minutes, I'm good. I left. What's the left. that was working? That was working out. And <laughs> the gym. Yeah. What's the what's the shortest you've run? Like like what what's the? Yeah, I mean, if I don't do, I mean, if you I had, mean, early on we talked about like just doing a run to do. Yeah. Like I ran today, it was not great miles. Yeah. It wasn't. I mean, I wasn't pushing it. I was just not feeling great. But I did the miles. I mean, I think, you know, it, you know 15 minutes, 1.8 miles, you know, 3K is the minimum to count. And even that doesn't really mm. matter. Yep. It doesn't matter. Yep. But if I don't do it, I, my mind turns into a crazy man. Have you ever run the Boston Marathon? I've not. Does that something that interests you? I mean, I've run marathons. Uh, it's not fun. The preparation isn't fun. I don't have, I don't think I have time to dedicate to that right now. One day I might, I mean, Dave did a couple of years ago to his great credit and trained you for it did? and did a great job. You and ran the Boston Marathon? Super proud and impressed Dr. with Geller? Dave. I yeah. did. That's I did. amazing. Yeah, that's a, Congratulations. On a really sure. crappy rainy day also, yeah. and he still did it, so and that's I, awesome. And I actually won the Boston Marathon. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> a little yeah. known fact. Yeah. And I've been walking ever since. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Dave, Dave's, Dave's a secret running killer. He's great, so yeah. that's good. That's another conversation, another podcast. But Dan, Dan was my basically one of my tra- tra- helped me get there. So. Uh, very, very little bit. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the reason why that none of the three of us should be feeling particularly fit this week, Julie. I'm sorry, is that um, we have a new world record for planking. Mm. Did you I see saw this? That. All right. So do you remember the time on the plank? Eight hours. Eight hours. Oh. So first of all, the guy's 62. Okay, dude. Seal veteran George Hood, sixty-two years old. But what's his what's his age algorithm? You know what? We probably less than sixty-two, right? Like, um, eight hours, fifteen minutes, and fifteen seconds. He set the first world record uh, nine years ago with one hour twenty. So he's that's crazy. Seven hundred percent increased his own world record over the past nine years. Um, celebrated the record by doing seventy-five push-ups right afterwards. But, um, and Julie, this is a trivia question also. So how many calories did he burn in the 8.25-hour plank? A million. You would think it was a lot. When I say the number, it's not going to sound like a lot. So it's less than a million. It's a lot of calories. 10,000. 10,000 is a lot of calories. Is it? 50,000? 4,252. 10,000 is a lot. Oh, my God. I'd give up at that point. Higher or lower? Lower. 8 million. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little bit less. (laughs) So just to give us some context about why we're not actually working out in the gym, none of us. Okay, so... um, We should plank during the whole podcast next time. I'll be dying. I I mean, I can't... The plank, he was, the plank br- he was doing, like maybe two and a half minutes in, I'm like, I'm good. Seriously. I'm out of, breath, I'm out of breath just talking to the microphone. I start shaking, you know, my shaking and I'm sweating. Anyway. So, uh, Mr. Hood trained nearly seven. Wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. Please. Was he elbows? I think it was that one. I mean, does it really matter? What was I mean, it a what dolphin? It's <laughs> just ridiculous. Was it a cedar? So, and, and here's why the gym that we do is, is just nothing, right? We're not doing anything in the gym. He trained seven hours a day for 18 months, which included but certainly was not limited to approximately 2,100 hours of planking, 270,000 push-ups, and nearly, sorry, 674,000 sit-ups. Oh, hmm. my God. In my in five lifetimes, I won't do any of those things. Right. When you when you were Jeez. younger in you know in, in, in training, did you ever do wall sits? What do you mean younger? Like yesterday? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Do yes, wall- I've done those. Th- those are crazy. Yeah, I'm so, sure. He, he, he do what, like uh, 36 hours of wall sits. Seriously, <laughs> on, on, on one leg. Ridiculous. So way to go, George. Uh, I can't do George Hood. George Hood. Uh, Best Florida man of the week. I told my kids this, and they freaked out with happiness and glee. All right, maybe you saw Julie. Maybe you didn't see it, Dave. So Daytona Beach, uh, a shoplifting suspect trying to get away from a grocery store, stripped naked, and steaks tumbled out of his pants. He stripped naked, or he was stripped naked? Steaks. Stefan Short, 28, of Deland, Florida, was running out of the store in the nude, and when he refused to shop, 
stop. Refuse a shot. shot. Come, <laughs> come back here and buy something. Uh, <laughs> offer shot naked him man. with a taser. Officers were sent to the store uh, where Short was being pinned to the ground by a manager and a civilian. As he was fighting them and attempted to get away, he wriggled out of his clothes. Nice. So apparently he had four packs of ribeye steaks worth $41.24. Um, the store manager reported that he was a regular shoplifter in the store. And that when other shoppers reported it, they saw him stuffing meat in the pants. The manager stopped him. And the worst part, Julius, for the end, Short was taken to a hospital after it was discovered that taser prong struck him in a sensitive male area. Oh, so whoa. don't steal wow. the ribeye steaks in Daytona and also, Beach, Florida. And also when you're being chased by the police and they yell freeze, don't turn around. Don't turn around. They tase yeah, you keep the other side the, facing the, the taser. Pots. That's got to hurt. A lot. Florida man. Florida man strikes again with her ribeyes. Um, lots happening this week. It's a leap year, Dave. Happy leap year. Happy leap year to Julie, you. happy leap year. Thank February you very 29th. much. The extra day is a blessing. Do you have any thoughts? So you think it's a blessing? Leap year is a gift. Okay. Tell me what that means. Well, it's another gift of life. Another day of life. I mean, all right. Wow. More, another opportunity do, to do, 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 do some planking. All right. Uh, Dave, uh, leap your thoughts. You're, you're pro? I'm... I'm um, uh, what's the the middle ground ambivalent there. whatever you know one extra day one less day in the end it's all the same it's all the same it's all not not a bad way like whatever it's all good famous uh, leap year birthdays Julie do you know who was born in leap year no okay maybe maybe three that you that you know number one Ja Rule okay the hip hop artist actually born on February? on February absolutely uh, uh, it, um, Tom Brady's best friend and motivational speaker Tony Robbins no Tony Robbins Tony Robbins February 29th uh, actor Anthony Sabato Jr., oh, February 29th. So, and a bunch of other folks. I'm like, who Wait, are you? More importantly, you? is Tom Brady's best friend really Tony Robbins? No, but they definitely like did some business stuff together, really? and they're like they're like pals at least, you know, overtly okay. in in the public eye. And you know, we we won't do the Tom Brady thing right now because nope. nobody knows anything. But okay. One insider says yes, he's coming back. One insider says no, he's not coming back. Um, who's going to play for Liverpool? I heard he's going to play for the. I, I told Chris Shaw he was going to play for the Raiders, and he didn't believe me. And now the rumors are still saying maybe the Raiders. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that Don't goes. Don't keep dragging Chris Shaw into this. I won't. I won't. But, yeah. if, you know, it's funny because we were afraid to ask him about the cheating scandal. Like, he wouldn't go on the record. Yeah. What he said was so vanilla compared to what everyone else is saying now yeah. about that. It's incredible. Like, the well, hate. And I saw this morning that the Astros batters have been hit seven times. Hmm. In three preseason games. So this is a real thing. He's a nice young man, that Chris Shaw. He's great. We wish him nothing but the best, and we'll follow his progress. Was he a patient spring. of yours? Uh, this thing called uh, HIPAA. HIPAA confidentiality. Oh, sorry. It's all. It's all. So you can you can look into my but answer. You've known him for a while. I've known him for that young man for a long time. Yeah. We'll say it that yeah. way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no one's rooting harder for Chris Shaw than the What Do We Know podcast, and perhaps the Giants fans. and. Uh, and Julie, I still talk about the Gabe Kapler oh, yeah. eight eggs and steak tips for That's breakfast a, story all the time. I heard Gabe Kapler was talking about my Impossible Burger. Breakfast. Uh, yeah, he might be. Maybe yeah. maybe Chris Shaw's like, "Hey, did you hear about Impossible Burgers from Dave Geller?" He's like, "Who? You have it for breakfast?" You're funny. I, I, I want to tell. <laughs> the other I'm so bored with breakfast. I'm looking for a new breakfast. Okay, so, so by the way, the, the inter remember the intermittent fasting conversation we had? Yes. Times came out today. NYT. Don't tell me. It's good. Yes. You should be. In, no, it could be it could be that you would intermittent fast from like seven p.m. to eleven a.m. and it could be that's actually really good for you. So that's so I, that you were talking about that day. I, I did eight thirty until we drove over here. Today. That's insane. That, that 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 cliff bar I had was my first meal today. That explains why you were kind of a maniac when you were eating. Oh, cliff I, bar. I feel good. I'm like on this like you know ketotic. Cliff high. bar's loaded with sugar. True. Back off, Julie. Back off. Uh, you got a taser? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tase me, bro. Um, <laughs> Clip five low sugar zap. <laughs> didn't see that one coming uh, I, I don't know if I, I I get hungry a lot I also don't eat smartly a lot so I don't know if um, you, but you guys I'm eat you willing. guys eat smartly uh, you eat a lot of yeah, apples you said yeah you open your you open your door it's like a cornucopia of fruit yeah, coming well, out you, you break into my house um, but I, as I talked about the other day I actually still I'm still excited about baseball Dave even though the Red Sox offseason was disastrous and now Chris Sale will start the year on the DL because he has pneumonia I mean of course he does um and you know, I have a theory about why I still like dwell with baseball and, and love it more than like, like why, why don't I watch more basketball? Why don't I watch more football? I, I think it's know. just because like if you watch those games, it's always about the refs. The refs just get in the way of everything. Every every call that's not made is it a charge? Is it a block? Are you calling the ticky tack hand check? Like 
I'd rather watch basketball that doesn't involve refs. And like baseball really is, as, as, as we talked about with our guest, you know, it's about the matchup. It's about the batter and the pitcher and the fielder and the individual effort and the play and like what can you achieve and getting ready for that big moment. I just love that when you sort of distill it all the way down, it's just really like basic and elemental. And mm-hmm. I love that, like the, the pace and the, and the not rushed, you know, thing about baseball. I love coaching baseball, watching baseball, but I'm in the minority, right? Most people don't like baseball. Someone, the o- the owner of, um, of LAFC, you know, the major league soccer football club said that in 25 years, it's going to be, uh, football, basketball, and soccer at number three in the States. Cause nobody likes baseball anymore. And I don't dismiss that, but like, you never know. Well, I took a, I took a class at Brandeis, um, American studies, Jerry Cohen, Jerry Cohen, you took the Jerry Cohen class, sports class, sports, sports in America. American life. <laughs> One of the best classes I ever took at Brandeis. Um, besides, did my, you actually go to it? I did, but but most it was actually a, a big a class for a lot of um of the athletes, and yeah, they all took it. Yeah, and they didn't show up, but I did. I didn't show up to my Yiddish class, but I went to that class. And you know, baseball represents life, right? And I don't think baseball is going oh. anywhere. Oh yeah, that's that was the crux of the the baseball section. Um, I'm sure that you and I read the same books for that class think, ten years apart. Exactly. No, it's like <laughs> you might have seen my name in the in the, in the cover of yours because you bought it used. Um, but I think that. One of my thoughts with the basketball and football taking off is it is they're catering to the um, show of it all, right? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're just making that you know as as our distraction level goes you know up, you know just to, you know, eye candy is necessary. You know I think that baseball is like you said it's pure. It's just fun to be there. It's just this what, is real old guy podcasting here. It's good. I like it. I, no, I but just to be. It. I always say I, I'd love to go to. A, I mean I love you know, I love hockey. Live hockey is is unmatched. I think. No, true. And, That's good. You know, yeah. You know, I I don't I go on the record as saying I'd much rather watch a football game on my couch personally. I don't mind. I like I've been to Foxborough. Oh, so, never so, need to go again. So that's it's just great to be, in, you know. But live hockey, you know, yeah. Celtics are a great take though, right? We've had some funny times with those games. Sure. But something to have baseball in the background of just being there, of life, it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Well, plus, I mean, I mean, we've done this, right? You go to Fenway, hang out, have a drink, yeah, look at the sky. Watch, watch, watch some baseball. Watch the typhoon brewing. Start on some fights. No, that didn't happen. Uh-huh. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah. But I mean, Jerry, I mean, the Jerry Cohen thing, just for the folks that don't know, uh, legendary Brandeis professor, legendary for everyone taking this class and then never going. <laughs> legendary for like <laughs> academic dishonesty across the board, like pre-internet sharing papers. That all happened. But this is to- 100% true story, Dave, which I want to tell you about. It may have been the conspiracy in American life class. It may have been something about like dystopian future. I took all of them. And one of those semesters when I went to like the first couple of classes and then, and then just didn't go, but still got the A cause that's mm. what that class was famous for. And a friend of mine said, you know, cause he handed back the midterm papers. He goes, Dan, like you, you missed it when he gave back your paper. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He goes, he said, is Dan Broskel here? And I wasn't there. He's oh. like, I just want you to know, this is the best paper I've ever read. You are kidding me. No joke. Whoa. So then the funny part was, so I got that paper back somehow. And then in another class I was taking, I got like a B on the paper, which I had written. And I walked in and I said, I want to meet him. Like, I'm like, hey, I'm Dan Roscoe. Like, he goes, oh, so you think because one paper was really good, I should give you a better grade in the second one? Oh, I'm like, great. well, you know, not really. So he kind of told me why he gave me a lower grade. And yeah. I'm like, oh, thanks. You know, I was like 20. Who really cares? Um, but that's, that's a good Jerry Cohen story. I actually also, my, my last Jerry Cohen story, I, I took his class on conspiracy. And that was when I was obsessed with the fact that the JFK assassination had to have been a conspiracy. And I walked in with like my books hmm. about it. And he just like, he said, I know what kind of guy you are. I know what you're going to say. You're not going to believe me now, but come back in two weeks and tell me I'm wrong. Hmm. And I came back in two weeks. And I'm like, actually, you were right, dude. And I had it all wrong. That's great. It was amazing. So I, I appreciated those moments with Jerry. Those are um, great. Even though I took classes because they were just kind of easy. Yeah. So, Dave, uh, I want to wish you a happy leap year. Happy leap year to you. We're going to be back here in a couple of days, I think probably with a guest, but we don't want to say who because it might be one of two people, which would be Ooh. very exciting. I bumped into one of those Oh, guests. my gosh. Well, we can't wait to find don't out who you bumped ruin into. the secret. And um, you know, with our extra day of life, let's embrace it, Julie. Let's live a little on Saturday, the 29th and of February. live healthfully. Live healthfully. Do make, some exercise and, in, and enjoy the gift. Make good choices. Go jogging in place. And we'll see you in March. Awesome. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you.